The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, it's great to be with you again this week. We have a great story coming up. We have a fantastic story because we're going to hear from an individual who has had to work through some very negative challenges with regard to their health, but not just on one occasion, but on several occasions, to come out on the other side to talk about how God has persevered uh, through her and with her and how she has now become a benefit to others with regard, with regard to her story and her situation. Yeah, I think perseverance is the key word today because um, anytime we're faced with a challenge, you know, to hang in there and just live through it can be hard. But this, this person coming up has done that. Well, I think the one of the key components of any successful journey that has any difficulty associated with it is being able to persevere. There is no goal worth attaining that does not require some element of pushing through and working through and applying energy and effort and commitment. And perseverance would be the applicable term here with regard to that in this particular case for sure. Well, let's turn to scripture as we open today's program. Psalms 103 is where we're going to find our spiritual nugget for today. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3. And, of course, this is the psalmist David talking to us. And he says this, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. He first starts by saying, with everything within me, I've learned to praise God's name. But why, David? Why should we praise God with all that's within us? He tells us in verse number two, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits. There are benefits in praising God. We're not just doing that as an empty exercise. There are some benefits. And verse number three tells us specifically what two of those benefits are. Who forgives our sins and who heals us of all our diseases. And so as we are praising God with all that is within us, we need to remember his benefits. And part of the benefit package of God, Inc., if you will, Mm -hmm. is that he forgives our sins and potentially he will heal us of our diseases. We're going to hear from a great woman today. Her name is Dee Pert. She will join us on the broadcast to tell her cancer story. It's not to be missed. That's coming up in just a moment. But if you go online right now to healthhopeandinspiration.com, we want to provide you with a free resource called Emotion needs of cancer patients. Percy, you know well that battling cancer is a difficult journey for any patient, not only impacting them physically, but also emotionally. Uh, Often cancer patients shoulder the burden of anxiety and fear and depression, and we can help with that, and this resource can help us do that. And again, as part of the word that you gave earlier, being uh, to persevere, part of those, all of those experiences, part of persevering. And in this particular case, here's a resource that we're making available to everyone free of charge that will help people to understand the emotional needs of cancer patients that will equip them and empower them to persevere. You don't have to wait for this to come in the mail. You can download it right now free at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Dee Pert shares her cancer story with us next here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, it's great to have you listening today to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Can't wait to share our guest story with you today. We'll do that in just a moment. Go online, though, and download this free resource, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. It's available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and once again, here's our host, Percy McRae. Well, I'm excited today, as always, when we have our shows, but I have a real special guest and someone who I have a close affinity to, and that is Dee Pert who is a three-time breast cancer survivor, who is a volunteer co-leader at the Cancer Support Group at Willow Creek Church. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, Dee. Thank you for having me. We recently had dinner and chatted and talked about this opportunity, but over the years, we've worked with each other and had an opportunity to share a a co-love of ministry, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But, of course, in our opening, um, you're a three-time breast cancer survivor. That is correct. Breast cancer survivor, three-time breast cancer survivor. How does it feel to be a three-time breast cancer survivor? Well, it's not a journey I would have chosen, but it's one that, you know, God said, this is my cross for you to bear. And so that's the journey I'm on. And so you basically started, and again, as of 2014, you have been cancer-free completely. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, step us, if you will, a little bit through your journey, your your you, because you described it to me as kind of three phases, and there were three elements and dynamics of things mentally, emotionally, and spiritually that you experienced. Help this audience to understand the the steps and the journeys of those three different aspects of your walk as a breast cancer patient, a survivor, a survivor and thriver. The first time around, it was it came as a shock. There's no cancer in my family. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that tries to eat well, exercise, do the right things. Sure. And I was on this trajectory at work where, you know, um, in the last five years, I'd gotten four promotions. And I just received a job offer that I really wanted, and I was flying high. Okay. And uh, then it was like, er, stop, you have breast cancer. Mm. So... Um, What my husband and I did was we just decided that, you know, we're going to research this thing. We're going to tackle it. We're going to just get through it. And that was my attitude. Get through it and just keep going. Okay. And even during my treatment for breast cancer the first time, um, I continued to work. You know, I took one day off and then I would work from home the second day. And then third day I was back in the office. Okay. So life didn't change that much other than we had this little bump in the road that was called breast cancer. Sure. Um, fast forward four years, and then I get cancer on the other side. And I said, you know what? 
um, I always have the philosophy that if, if things bad are happening to you, then, you know, you must be going to do something really great because the devil is working overtime to stop you. Okay. And so um, I looked at that time and I said there was something I didn't learn the first time. Mm. And I'd started um, going to a cancer support group at Willow Creek uh, Community Church. And then I said, well, you know, the first time I didn't really go through this with anyone. We kind of kept it quiet between the family and some close friends. And we just moved on. And maybe God wants us to slow down a little bit. And then I was reading the 23rd Psalm. And it says, you know, in the older version, it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Yes, it does. And I said, oh. Well, I guess, Lord, that's something you're trying to tell me that I need to stop. And and I've learned, especially the third time, that, you know, this is an early warning signal that we need to stop all this craziness about jobs and careers and what we think is important mm-hmm. and really focus on what is truly important. And that's understanding Jesus. My husband likes to, to tell us um you know, that he heard a speaker one time say that Jesus is more concerned about your spirit than your body. And that reminds us when we are going through cancer, that it's our body may be going through certain things, but Jesus is right there beside us, walking with us, holding us. Sometimes he's even carrying us. Sure. So let's back up. Okay. So you gave us kind of a very quick synopsis of the, the three elements and aspects of your of your three-time breast cancer journey. And again, now a survivor, praise God. I want to back up. I heard a couple of interesting things that I'd like to unpack, if you don't mind. Number one, in the beginning, I guess the first time around, if my recall is correct, you said that you guys kind of kept things quiet among yourselves. You didn't really publicly uh, have a conversation or share that information. Why is that? And And the reason why I say that is that historically what I do know and understand, working with this population now 20 plus years, uh, I call cancer still uh, the big secret. You know, there's a wall of silence in many cases that people never talk about or discuss. And in some cases, family members die of cancer and family members didn't know what they had died of because no one ever talked about having cancer or being in the journey or the process. Why did you at that time feel like you wanted to be and keep that quiet? Well, there were several reasons. One of them being, you know, when you're when you're kind of the high flyer at work, you don't want them to say, oh, well, you know, we can't do anything mm. with her because, you know, she's she's got cancer. Right. And even at that time, it was still one of those words that were whispered about. And um, that was one reason. And the other reason was, you know, as we started telling people around us, the, the close inner circles of our, our lives, some of them fell away. It was like, oh, she's got a contagious disease. Mm-hmm. And then other ones was like, oh, no, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people can be insensitive without really understanding that they are. Cancer is not a death sentence. It's a wake-up call. Absolutely. You work with a cancer support group at your local church that you were attending Was that part of the motivation of why you felt like you wanted to work now with cancer patients and support cancer patients because of how you felt people were going to react to you or how people would perceive you, say, at work as being a high flyer? Again, dealing with the perceptions of public opinion and not having any real support on working and processing through what people thought, said or how they reacted to you. 
Well, that was part of it. Um, I'm kind of wired to to help people. I usually mentor some people. So I always wanted to help people. And okay. right away, I went out and started speaking for the American Cancer Society. Okay. You know, encouraging women to do self-exams because that's how I found mine two of the three times. Okay. And um, so I, I really wanted to help people understand that, you know, one, cancer is something that we all can get irregardless of what your family background is. Absolutely. And secondly, you know, you kind of need to take control and, and help your doctors help you. You know, all the tests in the world may never uncover because I'd had a mammogram, um, you know, six months before or a year before, and it, it didn't show anything. Oh, okay. Those are the kinds of things that I wanted to step up. The second time when I got involved with the cancer support group, I think I really got involved more for my husband because, you know, we had done, quote, everything right. You know, we went through the treatment. Mm -hmm. I was cancer free. We were on year number four. And, you know, and in breast cancer, they say five years out and you're cured. And we're like, ooh, one more year. Right. And then I've got it on the other side. Mm. And so I think the second time was more devastating than the first. Okay. So uh, there's a culmination of different dynamics. Part of it is that you're wired to kind of engage and mentor and train and instruct. Uh, so you were inspired, led, and you, you felt that you wanted to connect with supporting the cancer community and help them work through the process of what now, at that point, you have been through on two different occasions at that point. Correct. Before we started today, you, you talked about this big, huge aha moment that you had. I want to talk a little bit about your aha moment. What was it that you learned? It took three trips, I guess, or opportunities, depending on how you would view that. Or maybe that was just part of season three, if I can kind of break it up in that, or phase three of, of what you were experiencing. What was your aha moment? And, and, and how can we possibly share that to help others listening today? Well, if you, if you view cancer, any tragedies in your life as, as a wake-up call, a point to stop and really figure out what's important in life. And, you know, we sometimes get carried away in the day-to-day. And, and it's easy to do because, you know, it's these time constraints and these limits that sure. we all have around us. Absolutely. But if we can just pick our heads up above that and say, what is it real? What is really important in mm, life? Mm. And if we can say that, you know, we can kind of look around and say, yeah, these things are important and I need to do them. But it shouldn't take up my whole life. And so my aha moment, especially in time three, was, you know what, maybe these cancer journeys aren't just for me, they're for everybody. And for the people around me to see how I live out my faith, to see how I um, react, you know, because a lot of times people will, will get cancer and right away they're just so angry with God. Yes. And I tell my participants, you know what, it's okay to be angry with God. I said, just read the Psalms, you know, it's sure. a lot of anger in there. Yeah. But then just remember that God is there walking beside you. He's holding your hand. Sometimes he has to carry you. I mean, at one point in my treatment, I just I was laying in bed and I said, God, if you want me out of this bed, you're going to have to get me out because I cannot do it. Okay. And I think once we realize that we can't do this alone, that God puts people on this earth to help us down that journey, that he's there with us. Um, and journaling is, is a big part of that. You know, I know so many people who get so much out of journaling yeah. because it allows you to put down your thoughts and you don't have to share them with anybody. But then once you're ready, it's great, great to share those thoughts. Wow. So with that being said, guys, I want you to be inspired today to hear from someone who has walked the walk, 
talk the talk and has got the T-shirt to prove it three different times. This is D. Perp, three-time breast cancer survivor who is also a volunteer co-leader of a cancer support uh, group at Willow Creek Community Church today. You're my hero. I celebrate you and I thank you for your courage, your faith, and your commitment to God and his people. Continue good health. Thank you. Percy, I enjoyed that conversation with Dee so much. She's such a positive person. Well, she's positive, and she's been through a lot of difficult trials and circumstances that I think has forged uh, her faith and her sense of positive hope in the things of God, for sure. Yeah, once again, she's overcome cancer three times and has quite a story to tell. And I think the, 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 the big thing with regard to this story is how many of us have ever had to go through an uncomfortable experience more than once? Of course, going through an experience one time is enough, but in this particular case, she's gone through this three different times. How many of us have had to go through an ex- a negative experience or a difficult experience more than once and then ever asked the question and wondered why. Yeah. We'll be hearing more from Dee coming up in the months ahead here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Right now, why don't you go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com and download this free resource, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. This can be really helpful as you minister to those around you. So download it now. It's available as a free resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. As you listen to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, remember no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Percy, I know someone listening today needed to hear what Dee shared. And it's because many people have had to walk through very difficult circumstances, but in some cases more than one occasion. How many of you out there have had to go through an uncomfortable or negative exercise more than once and then ask the question, why? That is indeed the story of what we've just heard from Dee in terms of helping us to understand that she had to go through being a breast cancer patient on three separate occasions. And each time she learned something different. And there was a takeaway and an aha that we want to talk about and that we want to endeavor to kind of unpack here because I believe, Wayne, that that everything that God allows in our lives, 
And again, I'm not saying that God gave her cancer no. or, 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 or allowed her uh, to be stricken with cancer. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what happens to us, there is a reason, there is a purpose, there is something that we can gain from that that will make us better. And in most cases and in many cases, help others around us. And that's exactly what D helped us to understand. Well, today. it speaks loudly to the importance of attitude when we're facing a crisis like that. Well, attitude, as we've often heard, the old adage dictates your altitude. And so, again, you know, we want to be high flyers and we want to soar above our circumstances if and when possible. But in many cases, it first starts with our attitude and our disposition of how we see our circumstances. And what is the dynamic that will allow us to dig deep, to find real purpose in challenging moments? It's simply the term you used earlier, Wayne, perseverance. Mm hmm. So that's what we're talking about. Again, when we look at that, uh, I think that the walk of a believer ultimately at the end of the day is understanding that we've got to work through hardships. There are uh, highs and lows, ebb and flows. There are peaks and valleys. And again, God is with us. God is before us. And in, in, in many of those cases, God is carrying us through those circumstances. And Percy, you've learned these lessons yourself in many ways, haven't you? Well, I mean, I can only speak really for myself. I've talked to many people who have shared similar types of antidotal reflections. But personally for me, absolutely every circumstance, every negative situation that I've ever experienced, though it's seemed uh, awe to me, struck and devastating at the time, there ultimately was a bigger purpose and a bigger reason that when I got through that, when I was able to turn back and look in the rearview mirror, there was a huge benefit for me and in many cases for individuals close to me and around me where I could help, where I could speak to and where ultimately I could grow and develop and become all of what God is intending for me to be. And it's not just the person who's experiencing this cancer journey firsthand. It's for all of us who want to support them emotionally and physically. I mean, we have a role to play, too. Well, we do. Again, as I've stated many times on the show here, cancer is a community disease. It is a family disease. If we're part of a faith community, it's a church disease. Others are impacted by what happens to us. When we begin to understand that the scripture that comes to mind is uh, the word of God that tells us that we are living epistles written on the stones and hearts of men, that God wants to use us as a testimony, as a living testimony. There's a reason why on the car commercial and on the tire commercial or some advertisement that they get a spokesperson to stand and endorse the particular product because they're saying that I've used this product and I stand behind it. Well, we are examples of people who have used the product of God, his faith, his hope, his love, his forgiveness, so that then we can endorse that product as a testimony. Mm -hmm. And so uh, D is testifying to the fact, I'm testifying to the fact, and I'm sure if we had another hour on the show, you could testify to the fact that, that the things that you've gone through over low these many years as being a man, a husband, a father, etc., there were things that you learned from negative circumstances that made you better and ultimately helped you to help other people to be better. Yeah, the thing that impressed me so much about hearing the interview with Dee today was that it hasn't robbed her of her joy. No. I mean, I mean all that she's gone through three times and yet she still has that joy. Yeah, well, it's even more so to the point is that it empowered her to go out and empower others. Not only did it not rob her of her joy, it empowered her to go out and empower others. As a matter of fact, one of the statements that she made that I thought was fantastic was that cancer does not necessarily have to be a death sentence. She embraced that school of thought, and I think that there are many cancer patients, or whatever the negative circumstance is, that you think this is, oh, this is the end of the world. This is the end of the road. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing else beyond this. And then she said it became a wake up call for her. It awakened something inside of her. It, it empowered and impassioned her. So her joy came from that. And then she translated that into some action steps where she actually went out and began to empower others that these cancer journeys, she said, are not just for me, but they for they are for others around me. So, again, why in many cases uh, is God allowing us to go through circumstances more than on one occasion? There is possibly something he wants us to learn so that we can translate that and that that can can be a benefit to others around us. Well, it's so inspiring today to hear Dee Pert tell her cancer story. Can we circle back on that scripture you read earlier? Again, Psalms 103, verses 1 and 3, and again, how applicable. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord again, David says, my soul, in verse 2, and forget not his benefits, because it can be easy for us to forget the benefits of God when we're walking through the shadows of the valley of death. But verse 3 says, because he forgives us of all of our sins, praise God, and he heals us of all our diseases, in these case, on three separate occasions, hmm. breast cancer. Oh, thank you for that. And if you would like to understand more the emotional needs of cancer patients so that you can reach out and help those who are going through this journey, then download this free resource, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our time has gone so quickly here. Percy, great to talk with you. We'll, we'll talk again next Listen, time. Listen, we're coming right back, and we're going to be loaded for bear, my friend. All right. See you next time on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.